And now you're listening to the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show. Here are your hosts, Joe and Nick. Welcome back to another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show, episode 23. I'm Joe, along here with Nick for episode 23. What's going on, Joe? How much you doing all right, Nick? Doing good. Who's our guest tonight? Tonight's guest is uh, Sean Bowen. Sean oh. uh, was a member of uh, Neurotica. We're familiar with Neurotica. We just actually spoke with Kelly a few episodes back. Yeah. Um, he's been in many bands, though, since then. So, um, And one we have a hard time pronouncing. So. How do you say it? <laughs> what is it? Digis Christ Superdrum. Correct. That's yeah. how you say it. Say what that five say? times fast. <laughs> All right. So we're going to call him here in a second. Just want to remind everybody that we do have our social media accounts are up and running. So you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Instagram is uh, at R&R Coffee Show. And Facebook is same thing. Facebook.com forward slash R&R Coffee Show. Make sure you go there. Follow the show and you'll stay up to date on all the new episodes that come out. You know, we post these things weekly, Nick. Yes, I know, Joe. Okay. Just didn't know <laughs> if you knew that. You know what else would help out the show is if uh, everybody listening would subscribe on iTunes. That would really help out. So we're going to call Sean. Hello. What's up, Sean? What's up, man? How's it going? Going good. How you been? Great, man. It's been a long time. Yeah, man. Totally. Nick? How you been? Uh, I've been good. I've been, you know, surviving, I guess, the best you can. Right. Nick's here with me, too. I believe How's it going? Was. How's it going, Nick Sean? Is. Hey, man. How's it going? Good. Good. Nick, I, did, I didn't know if you had to run off or something. <laughs> <laughs> You'll so, know. Sean, how do you say Digic Digis Christ Superdrum? Is that what it's called? Digis. Yep, Digis. It's just plural of Dig, Didgeridoo, Digis Christ Superdrum. It's hard for me to say. <laughs> <laughs> you you're gonna have to change the name. No. Uh, <laughs> it's been ten years, I think it's stuck. <laughs> now is that band still going? Yeah, we've, uh, you know, I mean, since coronavirus, they're just not, that band's totally like a performance art type thing. So it's, you know, there's no performances going on. We've only had rehearsals like three or four times, I think, since February or January when this all started. So. Right, right. So, so were you got, around. were you on, um, were you on tour or were you out when Corona hit? Yeah, we actually had a tour booked and it got canceled because we were going up to uh, Ground Zero in South Carolina to play with Head PE, but nice. it got canceled. <laughs> so yeah. are you going to resume that once hopefully everything clears up or you know, look, you look uh, for something you, else? We'll resume playing, yeah, for sure. I mean, I guess not for sure, but, you know, right. at that point, at, at this point, that's the plan. You know, we'll see what go, what happens, but... There's been a couple of venues that asked us if we wanted to play. It just doesn't seem seems like it's too soon. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good choice. I don't think big gatherings are quite ready yet. Nah. 
Who else was in that band with you? Uh, Jeremy Lumbo plays the didgeridoo and lots of electronic stuff. And uh, Jer- or I mean, uh, Julius Caesar Mendoza is our drummer. Okay. What, what's that called? A dig- didgeridoo? <laughs> didgeridoo. 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 What is that? Yeah. It's an Australian instrument. It's basically just a hollowed out log and hollow tree. Traditionally, I mean, Jeremy makes them out of various materials like agave or fiberglass. I've even seen them made out of blue jeans in a paper mache sort of fashion, and they sound pretty awesome. But it's basically just a hollow tube. I mean, if you can play didgeridoo, you can go into Home Depot and do it in PVC. Wow. That's how, you know, he, buy, he buys a bunch of PVC ones to make for student digits when he does workshops and stuff. Is is that the big long thing that you blow into? Yep. Okay. All right. I did not know that. Yeah, I never knew. Did you ever yeah. you ever heard of a bazooki? <laughs> bazooki. Bazooki. I know that is. That's a stringed instrument, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, some kind of Greek string instrument. Yeah. Yeah, you were close. <laughs> We've talked about it a lot on this show. Yeah. We always try to find out, see if anybody knows what it is or if anybody's played one. So. We found one person that has played one. That's it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, so, tell me about uh, tell me about you, Sean. What uh, your guitar? Where am I going here? When you when we first met, you were a guitar player for Neurotica. So you started right. out with guitar. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, when I was a little kid, I was had an interest in drums and stuff, but guitar ended up being my first instrument, mainly a little piano too. There's a piano in my house. My mom played piano. Okay, so when, what time? How old were you when you started? Well, I was tinkering around with instruments. Even I don't know, six, probably seven years old. But I started playing more seriously about when I was thirteen. I got a good electric guitar and. I already knew that's what I wanted to do. I can remember being like eight, nine years old and drawing pictures of myself in my little imaginary band because I was already listening to kids. Nice. Okay. Who, who are your main uh, influences for the guitar? Well, at that point, it was Kiss, man, when I was a little kid. But right. uh, by the time I was a teenager, I was into like Sabbath and stuff, playing like all the acid rock bands, you were at Heat, freaking Pink Floyd. <laughs> it, <laughs> is that what uh, formed your style, you think? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, Black Sabbath was probably the main influence in wanting to play guitar. to make that gnarly sound that Tony Iommi was making. Right. <clears throat> and then when, when did you get in your first band? Uh, I was 14, I think. What, what, do you remember the name of that band? Yeah, it was called Whirlwind. <laughs> Whirlwind, okay. Yeah. I actually have a photo on Facebook of that band. I got like 80s hair because it was like, you know, whatever, 1984. Right, right. Was it standing up tall? They had the, they had the big hair. <laughs> <laughs> I got to go look that picture up. Blow dry it upside down. and, and uh, I've only yeah, ever but... seen you with the dreads. Looking all Bon Jovi. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So, So when you were 14, you started your first band and then... As you as you got older, um, did you stick with guitar, or when did you start branching off into other instruments? Yeah, I always guitar was always my main thing, but I like singing. I like you know I uh, always had an instrument, an interest in drums, like I said. So uh, 
moving here and being introduced to the drum circle there in the mid nineties, like late nineties there, I started picking up hand drums and then that just led to an interest in other world instruments. And I actually, uh, was working in my friend's head shop for like 15 years because it's a good musician job or whatever. And right. when it, when I ended up being in town more, I started actually renting the front part of the head shop and opened a little music store in there and kind of specialized in uh, odd ethnic instruments, mainly drum circle stuff at first, but the, the people I was getting drums from also sold like sitars and hammered dulcimers and all this shit. So I, I got a bunch of that in my collection and have recorded some you know, songs even with all those weird instruments. Yeah, you've got a lot of instruments on your Digicrise stuff. Yeah, that's you. That's a little more electronic leaning. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. What was but the a, what was the music store? Oh, it was called Drummer Dance. Where was it? On forty one inside a heads up. Yeah, I'm trying to remember it. How long did you have it? Yeah, it was uh, about five years. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then, uh, is that how you met Kelly? Oh no, this was that was after. This was after Neurotica. Like, no, that was after. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I met Kelly. He he was one of the first people I met when I moved to Florida in like 1989. I went to an atheist practice. What'd you think of that? Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> atheist, yeah, the atheist was awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then how 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 um did he approach you to form Neurotica, or how'd that all happen? Uh, yeah, I was visiting him at his head shop for some reason. I can't remember why. I was just there buying some stuff or whatever, man. And so I can. He had mentioned that he had this new band, but he was looking to kind of change some of the members or whatever, and wanted to see if I was interested. And I like liked what he played for me. It was very uh, Allison Chainsy, I guess, would be the best thing that stuck out in my mind because he was starting to experiment with harmony vocals and shit. We both definitely liked Allison Chains, so I don't, you know, seemed like the time was right. We just, you know, I ended up jamming with the uh, original neurotical lineup there for a little while that was clearly not going to work out and <laughs> right. didn't, but, you know, <clears throat> the lineup we ended up on was pretty awesome. So. Now, you, you, started that band with him right you didn't join that band did you yeah no i well i joined it because but like i said it was a totally different band we basically you know he had explained to me that that, that it probably wasn't going to work out or whatever okay but i still I had i joined a neurotica that was like it was very different it almost was like red hot chili peppers sounding or something like the, the old guitar player played a stratocaster he's amazing guitar player uh-huh but but it was more of like a funky style. He was into blues and funk, and like it was just a different different band and different lineup. And it changed after I joined the band. All them guys ended up quitting soon after, and then we went and found GJ and changed the sort of direction that was going in. Mm-hmm. And then you guys recorded Kelly. Seed. Yeah, that was the first recording there. That was uh, after Brian Johnson was he saw us playing down at the Monterey. Delhi <laughs> down on yeah. Main Street. Yeah, I remember that place. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Did you notice them out there in the crowd? Oh, yeah. It was a big thing because <clears throat> it was a typical night at Monterey Deli. We used to play there all the time. Just a few of our friends were there. But the owner also owned this other place, Lemon Coast, around the corner that was like the big trendy outdoor venue. 
but it just had cover bands and he knew that Brian was over there with his friends, like watching the cover bands. And he thought that Brian would probably like our band. So he told us he was going to go over there and like bring Brian back to see us. So, and we were literally upstairs in his office, like smoking weed. <laughs> when uh, Brian, he comes in with Brian and we're like looking down from up in the office window going, Holy shit, this dude from ACDC. <laughs> <laughs> and then you, so you hooked up with him and he helped you out on the first album. Yeah, yeah, we just went down and played our asses off, and that was what it impressed him most, that we were just jumping around and getting crazy, like, there was a million people there, and there was, like, you know, 10 of our friends or whatever. Right. <laughs> I well, used to have, well, my nickname was Urine Gate, because I had to lift up my guitar neck to let people go to the bathroom. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that was to the, so if you were on stage, the bathroom was to the left, I believe, wasn't it? Uh, well... To my remembering, it was to the right. If you was were it? like walking in the place, looking towards the yeah, back yeah, wall, yeah, yeah. If you walked yeah. in the place to the right, yeah, yeah. I used to love that place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was awesome, man. First place around here where you started seeing like European beers and yard glasses and shit. Right, right. <laughs> so when you guys were in the studio with Brian, I mean, how did that go? Oh, it was awesome. Him producing the album wasn't, you know, he wasn't like up our ass or anything it was just like hanging out drinking beers with us and taking us on and you know it just made for a really great vibe recording that album was super fun no struggling or beating your head against the wall it was just like jamming out there's even a, a song on there that brian wrote that he gave us he had written for acdc but he had said that you know the young brothers weren't hip on letting him write stuff for the band <laughs> what, and what song was that uh, it's called Deadly Sin. He actually yeah, sings backing vocals on it. Oh, cool. Yeah, you can hear him on that. Yeah. We did, um, we actually did that in Big Machine. That right song. On. I don't know yep. if you remember that little project. Yeah, I do. Man. Cool. Yeah. That was fun times. Right. Um, so I haven't seen him in a while. I don't know if he still lives around here or not, man. I, I, a couple of years ago, I ran to, actually ran into him on Turtle Beach one time, and I ran into him downtown one time. <laughs> Did he remember you? Oh yeah. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to miss you with the that look. Yeah. You know that, Sean. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So then you did you guys tour with Seed? Yeah, we did like independent tour. Like Doug had uh, bought us an RV and put us out just playing at whatever bar we could get in at you know it wasn't like the Ozfest thing that happened later but we yeah. were out yeah that so that bus you guys went out on Ozfest that was pretty awesome bus yeah that was awesome <laughs> I remember uh when we when that thing pulled up in the parking lot when you guys were leaving yeah that yeah, was awesome the, when we were out there the bass player Rob Zombie's band saw our bus he's like how'd you guys get widescreen TV man <laughs> 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 but he had his own bus because like Rob Zombie brings his family on tours. He brings what? Rob Zombie brings like the wife and the dog and shit. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Rob Zombie's man, they all have each guy has their own tour bus or something. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if that would be as much fun. Yeah, no. It's so expensive, man. Yeah, but be by yourself, you know? Yeah. I'd rather be yeah. with some of my friends. Yeah. At least for a little bit. So let's um let's fast forward to after Neurotica. 
what where what project did you go into after that? Hmm, shit, huh? <laughs> I was just kind of floating around playing and I was playing a little bit with new crash position guys and like we had the Define Divine project went on for a while with DJ and uh Bill and Diesel from Pencil Up the Atmosphere. That was a good time. Then we had the World Collision Band. That lasted for five or six years, legit singing on vocals. It was like uh, world music, rock music. I was playing all the sitar and hammer dulcimer, and Merlin's weird instruments I had at my store. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You still see GJ? Yeah, actually, I just saw GJ yesterday, man. He's working a good year, so I had to get some shit done in my van. I had to get some new tires. And since Clown Shoes said we should boycott Goodyear, I suddenly felt the urge to pay extra and get the good tires. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, usually I go down to the hood and buy cheap tires. I was like, oh, right. if idiot, idiot says we should boycott Goodyear, I'm going to go spend some money at Goodyear. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, is he doing all right? I haven't talked to him in a long time. He's still playing? Yeah, he's doing, re- he's doing really good. Yeah, he's still playing, man. Yeah. He's, he was saying he wants to get together and jam. You know, even meet space, we're not necessarily, like, broken up. It's just there's no reason to really rehearse. There's no scene and no nowhere to play. It yeah, what, we'll be again, but we're, we're still going to get together and jam. What is the scene like in Sarasota now? I've been away for a long time, so I don't even know. And there, well, I mean, as far as I know, it's totally gone because, like, there was basically just Sarasota Sky Bar and the Five O'Clock Club, and I think I I, I didn't ask Kelly about that in particular, but I assume the Five O'Clock Club is still going because Easy Zones them. They can probably weather this whole thing but i don't think any shows are going on or anything so i don't really think there is a scene really i think a couple of like maybe evies and maybe like stottlemyers because they're a restaurant mm-hmm. and they're outdoors or having like cover bands or something but <clears throat> as far as i know the scene is totally just on hold yeah yeah that's a shame it, it was a good scene we had there for yeah. a minute yeah yeah i'm sure there's still a lot of talented musicians here it's a nice place to live and shit so yeah. To create. Now, Meet Space, you had GJ, and who else was in that band? GJ and Arnis uh, on Gennadis on bass. Okay. Just three of you? Yep. Is that when you first started singing in a band? Uh, well, no, I mean, I'd already been singing in Digis Christ for a long time, and I sang for actually another band before I joined Erotica and stuff. Huh. I never knew you sang. Yeah, I even sang on a couple of Neurotica songs, just um, some little minor harmony parts, not much. But no lead vocals, though. Yeah, no lead vocals in Neurotica. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but you have a good, you have a nice tone to your voice. It's, it's, you know, it's. Thanks. Yeah, I, I didn't know you sang until I heard the Digicrist stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just fun. <laughs> yeah. What? What? Uh, what brought you in that direction? I don't know. I just like always, like I said, was from a young age into kids. I like bands that put on a big show, man. I really like, you know, I, you know, if I'm going to go to a show, I want to see a show and not just some dudes hanging out playing instruments on stage. That's cool. And all the, I always liked bands that put on some kind of weird, crazy show. So it just it's a big mix of, of all the shit I've been into my whole life. You know, Guar and Nine Snails is in there and Kiss and Black Sabbath and anything, man, Aliens lasers <laughs> yeah i noticed i noticed the alien influences that you've always yeah. been into that or what 
Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, um, you know, the movie Star Wars totally tweaked me out when I was a little eight-year-old kid, man. Yeah. Uh, I've been living my life in the science fiction fantasy world basically ever since. <laughs> so you're a Star Wars geek guy, huh? For sure. Did you like the newer ones? They're hit and miss. I, I, I forget which. There was one in particular that I really didn't like very much, but all the other new ones I seem to pretty much like. The one where they, I can't remember where they had the whole, like, it seemed almost like Twilight love story soap opera or something going on with freaking Kylo Ren and what the, she's like, Kylo, put your shirt on. That particular episode was pretty bad. I don't know if I've seen it. I kind of lost track of them <laughs> with the new yeah, ones. I haven't seen any of the new ones. And then they, then I they like, went off into what, Solo? Yeah, I liked the Han Solo story. One, a lot of people didn't like that one. I thought it was pretty cool how they showed how uh, Han helped Chewbacca get out of jail. That's how they became friends. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of liked that little bit of backstory. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Did you read the books yeah. and all that kind of stuff? Are you that much into when it? I was a, when I was a kid, I'd read the books back then, but I don't have much memory of those. I'm not much, for, not much into reading, really. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. So... So then you got into the aliens, and you believe in aliens? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly believe there's. I, I don't know that I believe in you know <laughs> the stereotypical aliens <laughs> that we're uh, talking about here on Earth, but I certainly <laughs> believe that there are other beings living on other planets in the universe for sure. That's absolutely. Yeah, just has to be. It just said to make for us to be the only ones around. Yeah, there's got to be. Just... You believe yeah. in aliens too, Nick? There's got to be something else out there. I mean, you know? You would think. Like, huh. you know, I don't think we're the only ones. I mean, Maybe this yeah. corona is uh, an alien. Yeah. If there's any truth to the gray aliens, I think they're probably from our solar system somewhere. Even, oh, know? the grays? Yeah. Yeah, the way they the whole description of them sound, they just look like a being like you would imagine us to even evolve into if we lived in space for generations, you know, you think your muscles would atrophy away and your eyes wouldn't, you know, might get big and black because you're not in regular sunlight ever, you know, just, yeah. So uh, I don't know. I I think it's a plausible thing, but I don't don't know. (laughs) Right. Right. Um, so you like the bands with the shows, so that's why you decided to, to do what you're doing yeah and then way uh, more fun man yeah roll into bars and some kind of a spectacle man <laughs> now tell me about those masks did you make those they're um actually theater masks from indonesia those are like an indonesian death mask in the theater similar to like what we would see with the smiley frowny face kind of thing so uh-huh. They just seem alien to us, so they have this weird monkey skull sort of look to them. And we we bought them at a actually you can get them at tourist kind of stores or flea markets and stuff usually. And we just modify them. They they usually come with like these hand woven wicker basket hat things and and crazy hair made out of some kind of fern moss or something. And we just take all that shit off and make them into like weird space helmets and put glowy eyes on them and tattoo the faces. Well, I think I had to make mine so the mouth would open because it was a, it was difficult to try and sing with it. <laughs> Bet. Well, they look awesome. Yeah. I think they're pretty well, badass. Yeah, I like it. It's fun. 
always look cool in pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you got everything glowing. Yep. Is there there yeah, live performance out there that people can see? Oh, there's tons of shit. If you just Google Digistray Super Drums. Yeah, well, I definitely recommend everyone go check it out because it is a, it's a pretty good show. Yeah, man. Thank you. What um, what do you see in the future when you guys get back out playing? Just probably doing more festival shows, not playing as we, you know, we were hammering it out, playing a lot of bars. And uh, I don't think we'll be doing that so much anymore. If we go out on the road, we'll probably just be doing one-off festival shows and outside venues as much as possible. We we didn't really like playing bars anyways. We you know some of the bars we play at it's like secondhand smoke, three cartons of cigarettes in an hour, and you're in there. Yeah. It's so horrible. Yeah, bars <laughs> always suck. Yeah, all our cotton you know, our trailer. You open your trailer the next day, and all our costumes, everything's saturated with cigarette smoke. It's like, oh, but, uh. <laughs> what um, I gotta imagine it must be tough setting up a production in a small bar. Yeah, we've got it worked. You know, we've honed it down over the years, and we've got it to where it's like literally on. You know, we got these light stacks on wheels that you know Jeremy's an engineer, a fire alarm engineer for Siemens and shit. He engineered this whole light system. It's like this rack with tons of lights in it and lasers that go on top. And so we've got it to where we can pretty much set up as quick as any regular band. Wow. Even though we've got all these crazy lights that are integrated with the show, he uses this uh, PMXS program that actually like. He had to sit there and spend like eight hours per song, but he's got the lights all programmed out, so it looks like we have a lighting guy at every show. It's pretty awesome. Everything's going right to this, to the beat of our programs and shit. No, you can't change it up then, right? Not, not on the fly, but he can change <laughs> it up if he wants to. You know, before the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You ever have any malfunctions? Oh yeah, yeah. We've had some fucking started <laughs> and totally horrible moments with the <laughs> computer system oh. <laughs> but well that's what you get first <laughs> trying to go with this big crazy show yeah 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 what what else goes on at your shows what what else do you have going on there oh we always have uh my girl marguerite is there doing visual like dance interpretation of the stuff fire spinning she does some pretty crazy stuff for bars it, it was uh you know, having a flaming sword on her head, she can whirl like a dervish, you know, and spin around. It's pretty crazy. You get dizzy just watching her. Most people do. She's <laughs> has a never ending like collection of costumes and cool props and weird laser things to trip people out. So she's definitely a favorite part of the show. And usually she'll have a friend or two that comes or, uh, our drummer's wife or Jeremy's girlfriend will come and perform sometimes too or if we're at a festival there's a bunch of friends there that want to perform with us so we'll end up with a lot of dancers and stuff too which is pretty awesome yeah, that sounds cool Nick that could be your calling <laughs> yeah I'll go up there and dance a little bit for you there spin you some yeah, spin some flaming swords yeah dress <laughs> them up like an alien we'll do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so are you doing um, you working on some solo stuff Yep, I got my recording studio here, and I've been uh, almost. I've got. I need a couple more songs for it, but I'm working on uh, some sort of solo project there with me playing all the instruments. So you're gonna do everything. Yeah, yeah. Also, gonna try and think, trying to figure out some uh, new way to to market some music and sell it. Man, I don't want to like try and 
press CDs again. It just seems kind of played out. I mean, people still buy CDs to some extent, but they just buy them and then rip them to their computer anyway. So I'm, I'm right. thinking, like selling some kind of like custom USB drives and hand making some sort of case for them or something. So it's a little more personalized and maybe I can even charge 20 or 30 bucks instead of 10 bucks and see, I don't know. I mean, I've got a bunch of ideas going on in my head as far as that goes. Yeah. It's so tough these days with, it's like, you know, you don't make any money. People don't buy the CDs. You don't make any money yeah. streaming. It's like, yeah. what do you do? It's like almost the industry is working, you know, pushing itself out of the, yeah. out of it, yeah, the way. It's, it's totally devalued today. You can just turn on YouTube and get any classic album you want for free. Why would you buy some local bands album? So, yeah. Devalued. <laughs> you know, or these memberships, you pay whatever they are, $10, $15 a month, and yeah. you've got unlimited music. Yeah. And then the artist doesn't get anything, as you know, I'm sure. Yep. So, I mean, really, I mean, what do you do? Tour, I guess. Tour. Yep. <laughs> Merchandise, yeah. Merchandising. You guys got shirts? Oh, yeah, we got tons of shirts, stickers, and all that shit. Can you buy them online? Yeah, you can buy them at our website. What? What's your website? Uh, All right. Can, can you I say want... it yet? Can you say it yet, Joe? No, that's why I asked. <laughs> <what> it was. <laughs> yeah, I love when uh, people would ask me my email for the band, and I'm like Obi Sean Kenobi at digitschristsuperdrum.com. <laughs> <laughs> spell that, please. <laughs> How do you spell it? <laughs> You've had that uh, Obi Sean thing for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, since I was eight years old, man. I was <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> I'm oh, old, man. Stuck with now. you. <laughs> Time flies. We are old now. Yeah, man. Yep. It's all right. Still, I'm still glad to see you doing your thing, though. Yeah, man. Thanks. It's fun. I still love making music, man. It's the only thing I'm really doing here with my life. Now, you have a whole, a pretty big studio at your house, don't you? No, well, I wouldn't say big, but it's it definitely gets the job done. I mean, it's just a spare bedroom of the house, but I've customized it out here, made the walls look like the Death Star walls. Jeremy helped me make that happen. We've got enough room in here for my drum set to be set up, and so I, I wouldn't really be able to record like a live band playing all at the same time. I don't have like isolation booths for you know rigs and stuff like that in a control room or anything. I just the home studio but it works it sounds really good in here it's all wood floors and wood walls it looks pretty awesome at least the pictures i've seen thanks yeah like it's i can just totally be immersed in my tripped out science fiction world here man i, I like to record <laughs> it a little corner with the uh just star walls <laughs> yeah you made those yeah. have, you, have you seen it nick no i have not it does look like a star wars set yeah that's cool those walls now you do you do video and everything else in there too, don't you? Yep. And you do everything yeah, yourself. Yep. Yeah, that's so one of those things I do as a side business. I've done a bunch of videos for other bands too, and even just whatever people's live shows, mm -hmm. a couple of local cover bands and stuff. Yeah. Now, do you do um, you do like all the mixing, all the mastering, and everything, or do you send that out? Yep. 
No, I do it all myself here, man. I got I use isotope ozone uh, for mastering. Uh-huh. Well, your stuff sounds the stuff I've heard sounds really good. So good job Thanks, with that. Man. Thanks, man. All right, you want to play a song? Sure. What what song would you like to play? Um, I'll say play Transit Authority. All right. Anything you can tell us about this one? Uh, that's uh, one of my newer songs I'm working on for the solo album thing, if you will. Uh, it's got some uh, Mongolian throat singing on it mixed with some heavy guitar, so it's pretty interesting sound. It's probably going to change on the album version. This, this particular version has all hand drums on it. I'm probably going to play some actual drum kit on the album version, but okay. see, it still sounds pretty awesome with the tribal drums. <laughs> all right. Well, let's play Mon- it. Mongolian throat singing. Did you do that yourself? <laughs> Cool. Can you do it, Nick? <laughs> Is that that's your throat? Yeah. Nick, you can't do that. No, I can't do that. <laughs> Let's hear the song. <laughs> Take flight, stillness prevails, fly to the light. 
All right, Sean, that was Transit Authority, correct? Yep. And that's going to be on your solo Good record? song. Yep. Is it going to sure. be on your Han Solo record? <laughs> Absolutely will be. <laughs> <laughs> well, awesome, man. Um, yeah. If, if, if people want to uh, find more information about out about you guys, do you have social media? I know you said you have the website, but are you guys on social media? Where are you personally? Oh, yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Facebook's probably the best way to get a hold of me for now. I mean, I have a YouTube channel, but I don't really uh, fully use YouTube to its full extent or anything, you know. Uh, My YouTube channel needs kind of cleaned up, but Facebook's a good place to get a hold of me and or any of the bands. We all have the Digi-Spray Super Drum and Meet Space has pages up on Facebook as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I've got my, uh, for the bridge, I've got my recording studio page up there where I post stuff that of mine and stuff that other bands have recorded at my studio you do okay i'm gonna go i'll look for that i don't think i follow that one it's just called the bridge yeah 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 if you like that even that uh new caius cover that i posted today that is posted at the bridge so you can just click the link and go right to the page that way all right yeah i checked that out that was that was pretty awesome too now you did another caius cover I believe too. Yeah, the Digis Christ had does Demon Cleaner. Yeah, uh, I was listening. We to that. actually even bought the license and put it on our CD. You did it correctly. Yeah, <laughs> that came out awesome. I was listening to that the other day. Yeah, that's one of our favorites to play live. Man, it's fun. Uh huh. <laughs> does it go over well? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I don't think most people actually know who Caius are, but it's just such a great song. Some people like it. <laughs> Yeah. Were were they one of your top bands? Yeah, definitely. I love Caius, man. Yeah. Do you like any of the other bands today? Uh, I don't know. It's not really. I still, I don't know. I love all the Caius offshoots and uh, Queens of the Stone Age, and I love Tool and. That's all for this week. Join us next week for another episode of the Rock and Roll and Coffee Show podcast. Available on all your favorite podcast platforms. I hate to say this, but I am totally out of touch with what's going on today. Yeah, I just I I'll scour YouTube sometimes and watch some shit. But what was that one band? Had there was some newer band, I Am Human or something. That was a pretty cool song. What was it called? Uh, the song's called I Am Human. I don't know. Uh, no, right. I don't know. Uh, Rock? But, that, but that particular group has a bunch of cool songs, and they're a newer band that seems pretty happy. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably out of touch, too. Yeah, it happens, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, uh, it was good talking to you, Sean. Oh, you know what I wanted to you ask you? Man. You What's still that? you still selling the honey? Oh yeah, you do. For sure. Yep. All right, I'm gonna have to hit you up on some. I got I got some from you, you know, a while back. But cool. I was thinking about that the other day. It's like I wonder if he's still selling that. So. Oh yeah, yeah. That reminds me. I gotta go check the mead. I've been using that stuff to make mead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sean. Well, listen. Good catching up with you. Uh, I'm you glad too, to see you're still doing your thing, and uh, you know, Thanks, keep in touch, bud. You too, man. Thank you.